you're listening to a Two Jackets podcast. Check out more at twojackets.com. Happy Life Day, everybody! Yay! Happy Whoa. Life Day, Andrew! Oh, welcome to the Sham Fiction Star Wars Holiday Special. Yay! Everyone's here. <laughs> Chewbacca, Scruffy, Scrappy Flaps. Can't forget Lumpy. Lumpy. <laughs> old man, creepy grandpa, Wookiee, who watches the uh, hollow, weird, sexy dance. Is there a crunchy? It's probably crunchy. <laughs> yeah, I think it's crunchy. You so, know, maybe it's like, you know, is, is there a creamy? I bet there's a creamy. There better be. If there's a crunchy, there's better, there's got to be a cre- creamy. And there's got to just be a, a natural, just a, a yeah. natural. A natural. It's all peanut butter names <laughs> in the Chewbacca household. Uh, guys, we should, hold probably, on. we should probably describe what's going on here because Marcus is looking impatient. So <laughs> this week we, uh, we are going back into the vault as the title of the episode most likely told you. I don't put these things together. <laughs> I just show up on the night and start talking. <laughs> it's a miracle of life day. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we got an episode. We're pulling an episode from the vault, one of our test cats that we recorded way back in 2015. <laughs> and <laughs> 2015 in the distant future. But uh, considering that uh, a Star Wars just came out, uh, we thought, hey, one of these test casts was a Star Wars. It was a Star Wars Rebels. Right? Am I saying that's Star Wars? Yep. You did it. It's, yep. I wrote it. Star Wars Rebels, a Star Wars story, I think is the official (laughs) name of the TV show. Yep. That's the... Two colons? (laughs) (laughs) You got it. (laughs) Dawn of Justice. Or is there, because you know, like, when you're, like, when it's Star Wars Episode Five, Empire Strikes Back, when I look at it up on IMDb, it's like a hyphen and then a colon. Oh. You know what I'm talking about? That is Star Wars hyphen episode five colon The Empire Strikes Back. That so is absolutely is this correct. Sham fiction colon Nope Star Wars hyphen Rebels colon a Star Wars story colon holiday special? You know what? You got it. Never mind. I was I wrong. That's right. right. Yeah. So we knew it says test cast. Well what what is a test cast? When we were testing I the show. I don't remember out. any of this. And I was you, there. You were there, you know. You see, it before was a the show time. began, Marcus, let me take it back. Before the show began, we did a handful of, of, of episodes that we never intended on airing just to kind of feel out the format. Ah. So this is one of those. We've done this before uh, with There Will Be Blood, uh, and we're doing it again because we all wanted to take a little Christmas break yeah. or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa. Whatever we celebrate Festivus, here, at, obviously. Yeah, there it is. Or Festivus. Saturnalia, personally. Oh, good one, good one. Like that. Uh, like that. So we're gonna we're gonna bring it out. We're gonna listen to it. It's gonna be a little rough. It's gonna be a little different than what you're used to, but kinda fun in a in a quirky, charming sort of way. But most importantly, Star Wars. It, it is, is Star Wars. Wars. We like Star Wars. And 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 we have a, the Rogue One is out now, so it seems it seems appropriate. It's the perfect time to release this adorable little episode. Um, and I like that this intro is going on long because the episode is going to be really short. Because there are short we didn't episodes, talk. Yeah. They're, they're only like, I don't know, like 
less than a half hour, definitely. Then again, I was writing, so it's probably a little bit longer. It was a long one. <laughs> uh, and yeah. Guys, guys, warning. Lots of blood. Oh, yes. Oh, my. This, this is my bloody? favorite thing. I'm so excited. It's very bloody. Best, best version of Andrew is the bloody, violent version of Andrew. Oh, Let's man. get into it. I don't ah! remember that. It's, it's better than the holiday special. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, it's true. Right. So, we doing this? We going to, to Star War land? We're doing it. So, enjoy. From and the vault. Yay. Sham fiction. <laughs> Colin, I don't know. You know, this is a great way to get into this. This is how I want people to get into this. All right, here we go. Love you all. All right, you guys. I'm really excited. I have no idea what you're going to tell me, and I'm ready for it. What am I going to be sham writing this week? Is that like sham wowing? Sham wow me. Never make that comparison again. Because no, it's not. He has a like fakened that. mind, Eric. Just ripe for the plucking. <laughs> so, <laughs> <His> pun flag sale. <laughs> this week uh, on on Sham Fiction, you will be writing a scene from the popular children's television series Star Wars Rebels. Ooh, Rebels. On, yeah, I believe right the uh, I believe on the Disney Channel or Disney the XD XD. I'm writing that is, down. Uh, the initials for Extremely Disney, I believe. Exactly. Can you fact check that? I'm I'm fact checking right now. That might actually be true. Fact checking is the death of podcast. I just uh, read that online. Yeah, so. <laughs> you just checked that. <laughs> uh, so. Let's let's start talking about Star Wars Rebels. Yeah. Oh man, this is this is a heck of a show. I said so, heck and not hell because it's for kids. Good, good. Uh, so Star Wars Rebels, you have seen all of the Star Wars films, Andrew. We know that much. That is correct. Although you don't love them as deeply and as to your core as Eric and I do. That is also correct. Uh, which might explain why you haven't seen Star Wars Rebels, <laughs> which is the latest CG show. It's in the new canon. And it takes place between the Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, which are the third and fourth episodes in the Star Wars saga. So, so that's right, our backdrop. Right in between there, this is post-Darth Vader, uh, oh, Anakin turning into Darth Vader. Yeah. This is uh, before uh, the Death Star destroys Alderaan. So there's your, there's your historical landmarks for the Star Wars universe. Alright, so after, no, but before, there's been a great disturbance in the Force. Thank you. Perfect. So, the Star Wars Rebel show, uh, it's now in its, uh, it's finished? Wait, no, what season are we it fin- in? It finished the first season. Yeah, we're just they done did... with one. We've done, uh, like, one episode of the second one. episode one. of season two. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And now season two proper is about to start. Gotcha. So uh, we're going to talk about season one a little bit here. Um, okay. And first of all, uh, our our hero of this story, our our young uh, hero, is named Ezra Bridger. That's Ezra Bridger. He is a young man living alone on a uh, on an imperial controlled planet. Uh, what is it? Lothal. 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 Yeah. Lothal. Lothal. 
It's a planet that's completely overrun and controlled by the Imperials, but he's a little a little rebel, as the name implies. Yeah, and, and Ezra is a boy. He's, he's 14, 15, maybe 16. He kind of looks like he's... Aladdin. Basically, he is Aladdin. He's essentially oh. Aladdin. Okay. Yeah, and Disney can do that sort of thing. I'm, he doesn't because... sing as much. Does he have a monkey named Apu? He does not. Oh. <laughs> so uh, the uh, the story uh, of this first season really kicks off um, with the introduction of uh, a few other characters that he runs into. Uh, and I don't know if the details of how they meet is important, but he basically ends up with a crew of uh, ne'er-do-wells, perhaps. Ooh. Uh, it's a, a, a firefly-like crew of uh, talented individuals. These are bounty hunters who are using their bounties, which are only good bounties. They're not killing people. They're doing things like liberating and stealing from the Imperials. Stealing weapons from the Imperials, stealing food from the Imperials, and and they're they're Robin Hooding everything. I mean, they, they gotta steal to eat, and they gotta eat to live, and they'll tell you all about it when they have the time. But they just don't have the time. <laughs> uh, so, the shocking twist is that this group of rebels is led by a Jedi Knight, Kanan. What? But Kanan is a secret Jedi Knight. Were wiped out. I saw that movie, Order sixty six. All of the Jedi were killed by Darth Vader. How could this be? I guess not. Is pretty much <laughs> the because just, oh whatever. Because he's here. Because he's here. He didn't didn't so much with the dead. This uh, this Jedi Knight's name is Kanan. Kanan. Kanan with a K. Get it right. Please do not tell me how to spell anything. I uh, am fair. the judge of that. Fine, fine. I will be fine. spelling it's not it. The real prerogative. I will be spelling it with a Q. Good. <laughs> All right. Not to be confused with Guinan from uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation. With a Q. With a Q. <laughs> Except another character with a Q either. It's with a G. Is this so anyway, Whoopi, we're on Whoopi Goldberg now. Is that what's going I, on? I, I could go on for a long time, and someday <laughs> I think Andrew has not seen enough Star Trek that we might give him a Star Trek. That's our easy, easy next that's, one that's for sure. Go to any yeah, episode right. of that show. Just just describe the beginning of an episode <laughs> and just the beginning, and I'll take it from there. I like that. So Kanan is the ca- the captain of this crew. He is the captain now. Okay. Is he the captain? Well, okay, or that's true. He's, he's the team the leader. Hera is the, the one who flies the ship. So Hera is Kanan's... Uh, are they married or are they just a, an item? I think they're they're an item. And I think she owns the ship. She owns the ship, which is uh, named uh, the Ghost. Ooh, the name of the yeah. ship is the Ghost. Um, she owns the ship. She is in charge. She is uh, She is like the best pilot in the galaxy, of course. And yeah. uh, she is really the pants in the relationship, and yet for some reason, Kanan is the guy who gives most of the orders. Probably because he's in touch with the mystical backbone of the universe or something. Nah. But she can fly. Uh, and then who else we got? We've got Sabine. Sabine. She, yeah. The, to round out our crew, we have a, I think three more members, uh, including Sabine. She is um, this just. I guess she's just the the badass chick in the show who wears Mandalorian armor, so she's like a, a Lady Boba Fett, and she fires a lot of guns, and she loves... Oh, here's the thing that's great about her. She loves to paint 
She is a little Ooh. artist. She's a tagger. She tags with spray paint and oh. sometimes explosive spray paint. Yeah. Ooh, spray that's paint can cool. blow up. I'm writing mm-hmm. down shepherd fairy slash terrorist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's a year or two older than Ezra. And, of course, he's got the hots for her. Oh, oh he wants to get that. But <laughs> Which, he's, he's like who a hasn't kid. been attracted to Boba Fett armor before? <laughs> I mean, right, guys. They got guess? they got their fingers on the pulse of the Star Wars fan community. Yep. Uh, our next member of the crew uh, is uh, I think uh, what's his name? He's like practicing Zeb. Chewbacca. Zeb. That's it. So it's a guy named Zeb, and he is like Chewbacca, kind of a hairy monster, but he can speak. Unlike Chewbacca. So he's not yeah. a Wookie. He's not a Wookie. But he's still hairy. He's more, more, more like fish-like. He's, he's not fully covered in hair. So he's a slightly hairy fish man. S- scaly, I think. Well, yeah. if, if you want a, uh, a visual, Andrew, okay. uh, are you aware of the, um, the original concept art for Chewbacca? Where he's this kind of like bug-eyed aliens, alien with pointy ears? I think you're in way too deep for me. Ah, way too see. deep. <laughs> And I'm not going to look well, any of this get. up. I'm not going to no, look no, up no, any you of can't. that. What is his name? What's this guy's name again? Zeb. Zeb. Okay. With a Z. <laughs> and uh, the final member of the ghost crew is, uh, of course, a little uh, astromech droid. Uh, and that's, uh, what's his name? What's his dang name? Chopper. 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 A chopper. He's he's like R two D two, but he is an ordinary little cuss. He's. I not... would call him homicidally negligent. <laughs> <laughs> I know who the lead character of this one's gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's a delight. He is an absolute delight. Uh, so that's everybody who's who's really important. Um, bad guys, though, they're always facing off against the Imperials, of course. These uh, This crew is... The show is itself called Rebels, but these... Uh, we don't really know if they're the only Rebels in existence, if it's just these independent, or are they working with a larger faction of other people who are trying to cause trouble for the Empire? We don't know. We don't unclear. Know. So unclear. it's unclear any sort of connection to like what Princess Leia is involved in in New Hope. Oh, Hulk. we don't even know who that is. Who's Princess Leia? Okay. We don't know. Don't know. We don't know. No idea. No idea. Right. Um, but our main bad guy in the first season of Star Wars Rebels is a gentleman uh, by the name of the Inquisitor. Ooh. And no one expects him. No one expects the Galactic Empire's Inquisitor. Inquisition. <laughs> uh, oh, he boy. is a uh, he's a dark Jedi, not a Sith. Don't you dare call him a Sith. I will slap you. He is a dark Jedi. What's the difference? He's, you know uh, what? Sh- don't tell me. <laughs> don't, you don't need to know. <laughs> uh, he has a, a red lightsaber, as you do. Um, that has the ability to spin in some way. I will it's, say it's a double-bladed lightsaber, like like the Darth Maul has. But you can grab it in the middle, and then the outside can spin like a fan. Mm-hmm. Ooh, is pretty badass. That is really and, cool. And to counter this, in the uh, ways to do lightsabers, new and different uh, efforts that Disney is putting forth, uh, Kanan's lightsaber 
is special because it comes in two pieces. Yeah. So, so he snaps the two pieces together, and now he's got a lightsaber. I assume to get past anybody who's looking for lightsabers, and like, oh, that that's only two halves of a lightsaber. That That's not a lightsaber. <laughs> you better leave that on his belt. So they don't work apart. He has to put them together in order for it to light up. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. And sell toys. <laughs> it does help sell toys. And then should we talk about Ezra's lightsaber? Because I want a story where Ezra already has a oh, lightsaber. Oh, okay. We're going to jump to the end. Here. All right. Yeah. All right. It turns out Ezra, Ezra Bridger, ha- is Force-sensitive. Yeah. And I mean, it also the Force comes out... home from a long day, and Ezra is just there for it. He will talk... <laughs> Talk to it, say it's all right, Force. He's very Force sensitive. So his lightsaber, he built himself as a Jedi does. He's been learning from Kanan for a while now, and he built a lightsaber that is a combination lightsaber and blaster. Whoa! Never seen anything like that before. Mm. So you know you can go from clumsy and random to civil and elegant. You All at the it. same time. You got it. Uh, yeah, so I think that's everybody important. Is there? Are there any other characters that we have to... No, that's a lot. That's, that's plenty. I think that's plenty of characters. The one thing I want to point out is that uh, Hera, the pilot of the ghost, is a Twi'lek. I don't think we mentioned that. Oh, we didn't. Yeah, she's got head tails. She's got the head tails. Oh, so, so that like the dancer in Jabba's palace? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we gotta. What's gotta the name of the race? The Twi'leks. I mean, don't spell Twi'lek. it for me, please. Don't Twi'lek. Okay. Yeah, Twi'lek. with a twi. <laughs> it's a twi. It's a twi'lek. Yeah, twi'lek. I'm spelling so, it how I want yeah, to spell it. That's the rebels. That's what we are introducing you to, at least. Uh, Lando Calrissian was in an episode, so feel free to show throw oh, him in there. Oh, that is exciting. Which I know you want to. Oh, I really do. You're you're gonna you get extra with- points for any. Uh, any cameo that you can throw in. Ooh, I'm gonna write that down. I I think when Lando was on, he was hitting on the teenage Serene as well. Well, for, I recall. How old would he have been in the show? He would have been like Lando, like tiny. No, Lando was Lando age. I mean, he was Billy D on the episode. Oh, so it's like a seven. He's just coming man. in, being slick. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Hey, you know, it's the Mandalorian armor. It does things, you guys. So. That's why that's why we try to go to the Sarlacc pit and fish it out. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. So I've taken a lot of notes while you've been doing this, and I'm just going to do a really quick recap yep. of what I've written down here. So I am writing a sham fiction for Star Wars Rebels, <laughs> the latest uh, animated Star Wars show on Disney XD. I wrote that down takes place between Good. the episode or between episode 3 and 4 uh, it follows Ezra Bridger who is a young man 14 or 15 years of age from Lothal a planet that's controlled by the empire he's Aladdin like but does not have a monkey named Apu he <laughs> he ends up with a firefly like crew who are Robin Hooden from the empire uh, that's led by Kanan, who is a Jedi Knight and leader of this team, and Hera, who is his significant other love interest, Kanan's, excuse me, the Jedi Knight. She owns the ship, which is named the Ghost. She's the best pilot in the galaxy, and she wears the pants in the relationship. Also in this group is... Space pants. Oh, I'll, I'll write that down. And, okay, we're good. And then... Sub- he didn't write it. 
And then there's Sabine, who is Lady Boba Fett, but she's also a talented painter and tagger, like Shepard Fairey, but her paint also <laughs> explodes, which is awesome. Oh, and Ezra has the hots for her. And then, and, and then there's Zeb, who's a hairy fish man. <laughs> Uh, and he's like the chewy of the group. Did you say he can talk? Or is that Chopper yeah, that can talk? Yeah. Okay. Zeb can talk. I did not write that down. Ch- Chopper cannot talk. Cannot Chopper. Not, he, he can bleep and blorp with the best of them, but that's about it. All right. So Chopper's next. He's like R2. But I think the words that you used, Marcus, were homicidally negligent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's a bit of a rascal, that one. And the big bad guy here is the Inquisitor. Great. Great title. Love that. Dark Jedi. Dark Jedi, not Sith. Uh, red lightsaber. Thank you. Darth Maul-like lightsaber. It can spin like a fan. It comes in two parts, but only works when they're put together. Uh, and the cool thing is that Ezra <laughs> is Force-sensitive, so he's learning to be a Jedi from Kanan. Uh, and he has a lightsaber-blaster combo, which we never see anymore in the you know the original movies in the four, five, and six. So I'm assuming it doesn't go well for him. And the model <laughs> was never explored. A bad idea. Yeah, clearly <laughs> not a good idea. So that might come into effect. Um, oh, and then I just followed up. Yeah, a couple other notes with Hera being a Twi'lek, like the dancer in Jabba's palace, and to add cameos. Uh, it, oh yeah. Yes. I think you got it. I think you got it. Yeah. C- constant struggle against the Empire. Uh, that's all. You Any need last to know. questions for us? Uh, no, I am feeling very ready for this. So I'm gonna go and write this thing. I'm very Do excited. It. Plenty Do of material. It. Can't here. wait to hear it. Oh, who will cameo in this? It's it's it's. Oh man, I'm very excited. So thanks, guys, and uh, I'll be right back. Hey, podcast people. If you like subscribing to things, I highly suggest you subscribe to Sham Fiction. Even if you don't like subscribing, it's, it's a good habit to get into. Why? Because when you subscribe, you'll get a new episode of Sham Fiction delivered straight to your magical pocket device every single Sunday. If you're feeling generous, you could rate our show as well. Either way, subscribing on iTunes is the best way to tell us that you're listening to Sham Fiction, and that helps us out greatly. So thanks for listening to the show. I hope you're enjoying it. Let's get back to it. All right, guys, I am back, and I am excited to share what I have written in the Star Wars universe. We're excited. This is, and I, I, I will admit, this is the first time I have ever written anything Star Wars related. I never wrote any like little you know stories as a child. This this is a story, so this is kind of exciting. This wow. is like a big life moment um, for you nerds. Probably less so for me. Off um, <laughs> <laughs> to a good start, insulting your audience. <laughs> uh, I shouldn't say that. When I watch that new trailer, it gives me shivers too. Oh, yeah. All right. All right, well, so, let's hear it. Let's let's get straight down to the business. Yep, that's probably a good way or a good idea, considering it's five pages long. Since it's <laughs> All right. Uh, so clearly, there's some pent up Star Wars in our our man's mind, just ready to make its way onto the page. Well, here it is. 
Ezra ran. The sound of near-synchronous footfalls belonging to Imperial stormtroopers fell away behind him. He looked from side to side as he ran, but no landmark presented itself. This Imperial station looked like any other. Cold. Gray. The numbers on each door were going down, but he didn't know if that meant he was going in the right direction. He had reacted so quickly to the stormtroopers' presence that he had escaped through the nearest exit, which wasn't the one he had planned to use. Sabine and Zeb had found their way to the correct door, of course. Now he felt the guilt that his team may be waiting for him to find his way out, further endangering themselves. He slowed his pace, to, his pace and listened. The security team seemed distant now. He stepped into a small alcove with another numbered door and pulled his communicator off his right hip. He switched it on and immediately heard Hera's voice. Near the northeast corner of the facility. Go southwest. There aren't as many down there. This is Ezra, he said, and I'm okay. Well, hello, Ezra, Hera responded. Thank you for joining us, she sounded impatient. How are, how are Zeb and Sabine, he asked. We're fine, Sabine answered. Leave it to you, Bridger, to run deeper into the hornet's nest. I usually run out of a building when I'm trying to escape. I'm sorry, he exclaimed. I got turned around. They were everywhere. Where did all this security come from? We don't know, Hera answered, and we don't have time to stick around and find out. Things are just as bad up here as they are down there. Rendezvous with Zeb and Sabine at the landing pad in the southwest corner of the station. I'm all turned around, Ezra said. I'm not sure which way to go. Where's Chopper, Sabine asked. He could guide you. I'm not sure. I lost him while trying to... He stopped when he heard that familiar sound. The buzzing whirl growing closer. He peeked his head around the corner to see Chopper rolling briskly in his direction. Never mind, Ezra <laughs> said into his communicator. Got him. Be there as soon as... But Chopper wasn't slowing down as he approached, and he beeped frantically. What's wrong, little guy? Ezra asked. But as he answered, um, but he was answered immediately as the team of stormtroopers quietly rounded the corner at the end of the hall. He, they saw his head peeking out of the alcove and raised their blasters. He ducked his head out of the way a split second before the blaster fire began searing into the walls around him. They were laying down heavy covering fire to trap him. He slammed his fist into the door released, and after a hiss, it slid open. <laughs> he entered quickly, followed immediately by Chopper, and hit the interior lock. The door slid back shut with another hiss, and the lock activated with a heavy clank. He retrieved his weapon, activated the blaster, and fired a couple of shots at the door console. He knew it would only buy him a minute. Chopper! We need to find a way out of here! Now! They were in a small, windowless office with a desk, a basic computer bay, and not much else. There were doors to both the left and right. Chopper was already moving to the right side. Ezra followed his lead, moved to that door, and hit the door release. Two stormtroopers were already there. Ezra activated his lightsaber and brought it across both enemies in a flash. He felt it as he acted, a warmth in his chest and arms. The world seemed to slow in moments like these, but his awareness increased. Although he was on his own, he didn't feel alone. The Force was with him. <laughs> The stormtroopers fell before their blasters were but halfway raised. No shots were even fired. Ezra took in the room before him. It was an office just like the last. An open door to his right led back into the hallway, and there was another door straight ahead. This door opened, as, the di as did the door after it, and after that, and so on, until he saw a brighter light at the end. He looked to his side, where Chopper was retracting his service arm. Good boy, Ezra said, and they were off. They moved quickly from one office to the next. Ezra kept his lightsaber activated in case they met resistance, but the stormtrooper unit was behind. He looked back before he when he heard blaster fire. They were firing through the office doors at him and Chopper. He didn't stop to fire back, and a moment later crossed the threshold out of the office block and back into a hallway. He turned back to Chopper. Lead the way, little guy. 
With a couple short beeps, Chopper rolled to the left, and Ezra followed. (laughs) After a few minutes of navigating more indistinguishable hallways without resistance, Ezra heard the sound of heavy blaster fire. The sound raised his hopes. His friends must still be alive, but they also raised his guard. He increased his speed and ran ahead of Chopper. He rounded a corner into a wider hallway, Chopper at his heels. There was a large exit door at the end with with two stormtroopers flanking it. They noticed him immediately and raised their weapons. He activated his lightsaber and ran towards them, deflecting their fire. With a flick of his wrist, he switched to blaster mode and fired two dead shots into his assailants without breaking pace. (laughs) He smiled to himself. Moments like this felt good. He hit the door release and sunlight burst forth, accompanied by the sounds of battle. After letting his eyes adjust to the light, he surveyed the scene. Sabine, in her painted helm and armor, was engaging the enemy in the open. She maneuvered through the air, propelled by her jetpack and protected by an energy shield. She had a blaster in each hand, sending a rain of fire upon her assailants. Ezra only had a moment to admire her when his communicator sounded. Ezra, there you are, Sabine exclaimed. We could use your help. Where's Zeb? Ezra asked. Over here, Zeb called. His voice wasn't coming through the communicator. He was calling from his cover behind a large storage crate. He laid down a covering fire so Ezra and Chopper could make their way over. Welcome to the action, he said as they were near. Where are Hera and Kanan? Ezra asked. They're they're being kept at bay by two TIE fighters, Zeb explained. Chopper, go over to that stationary gun and give them some cover and fire. (laughs) Chopper let out a few excited squeal-like beeps and started towards the gun. Don't get carried away, Zeb growled after the eager little droid. Any idea why there's about four times as much security as we anticipated? Ezra asked him. The hairy fishman groaned and fired <laughs> off a few. <laughs> and he fired off a few shots at the enemy before answering. No, except it ain't good. Those TIE fighters were escorting an Imperial shuttle. And Ezra, he trailed off and his eyes widened with fear. Ezra turned to, saw, to see what spooked him. It spooked Ezra too. Through a large door on the opposite side of the landing pad, a tall figure came forth in a long black hooded cloak. Sabine's voice came across the comm. Heads up! As she, heard, as she turned a blaster on the figure, the figure tossed the cloak aside and produced two metal half-moon-shaped objects. He put them together just as Sabine opened fire on him. Her shots were nimbly deflected with a single arc of red, and the Inquisitor glared up at his flying opponent. Seriously? Ezra exclaimed. Why is he here? This is a food distro station. (laughs) Sabine. Sabine! Zeb croaked into his comm. Keep him occupied. Ezra and I will handle the infantry. Copy that, Sabine answered as she turned both blasters toward the dark, dark Jedi enforcer. Ezra turned to Zeb. Zeb, don't you think I should? He began. No way, Bridger! Zeb interjected. Kanan would scale me! Come on, let's keep those troopers off our... (laughs) He was cut off by the sounds of heavy artillery. Zeb and Ezra turned around to see Chopper. The little droid had activated the stationary gun at the edge of the landing pad and had begun recklessly firing artillery blasts into the sky. Hera's voice came over the comm. We're taking fire near your position. Can someone take out that artillery? That blasted heap of scrap! Zeb cursed. (laughs) Ezra, cover me. He lowered his head and took off towards the stationary gun. Ezra activated his blaster and and began firing at the infantry. More were coming through the same entrance as the Inquisitor. 
At this rate, in a couple of minutes, they'd be overrun. Sabine was the only one with enough firepower to keep them at bay, but her shields wouldn't last much longer. An explosion erupted from above. Ezra looked up to witness a flaming TIE, fire, tie fighter careening downward. Zeb must have landed a shot, but the fighter was going to impact nearby, and probably hit... Sabine! Ezra cried. The aerial warrior was too distracted by the Inquisitor to hear. And she hadn't... Oh, he hadn't used his comm, so of course he didn't. she didn't hear. He lifted it up and called, Sabine, behind you! Sabine turned her head toward the descending fighter, and without any time to spare, accelerated upward. The flaming craft impacted the launch pad and sent Ezra flying backward. He heard debris zipping by his ears. He hit the ground and opened his eyes as a crate slammed into him, pushing him further back. He rolled and rolled across the tarmac. Knowing soon he'd reached the edge, he opened his eyes and tried orienting himself, but his equilibrium was all off. He felt grated metal be beneath him and reached his left hand out. As he felt his body leave the ground behind, his hand found a hold. He gripped tight and felt himself swing around through the open air. After a sudden lurch and a quick shake of his head, he found himself hanging off the edge of the launch pad, which wedged out slightly from a sheer rock face. He was now staring down at the mist-covered mist valley below, and the grip of his left hand was all that was between life and death. Another explosion sounded from above. He turned away from the abyss as the other TIE fighter began falling out of the sky. It spun more and more violently as it made its descent into the valley below. He heard Sabine yell over the communicator, Ezra, I'm coming! He looked over the ledge above to see Sabine flying in his direction. With the TIE fighters gone, Harrow was also bringing the ghosts down to extract them. Suddenly, Sabine jerked to the side away from Ezra and blaster fire commenced once more. What was going on up there? Zeb, he yelled. Zeb, help! Zeb didn't answer, but someone else did. The last person Ezra would have ever wanted to hear. Help. Come now, Ezra Bridger. Why would I do such a thing as that? <laughs> the Inquisitor loomed over him, placing his foot next to Ezra's hand and lifeline. Ezra's mouth moved before he could stop himself. Oh, no. Oh, yes, the Inquisitor affirmed. <laughs> He brought the two half-moon pieces of his lightsaber together. Red beams burst out from both ends, but he extinguished one, lowering the remaining end downward. The glowing tip of his blade reached the lip of the edge, and with a smirk on his face, he began burning through the metal ledge around Ezra's hand. Help! Ezra called. The Inquisitor smiled at this. He was taking time at his work, paying very little mind to the heavy blaster fire erupting from behind. No help will come for you, Ezra Bridger. The Inquisitor stated, This is your justice. This is the fate that befalls fools who play Jedi. Ezra felt tears welling up in his eyes. He reached down for his weapon. The Inquisitor saw this. His smile faded. Do that, and your justice will arrive more swiftly, Ezra Bridger. Ezra held his hand near his weapon. The Inquisitor stopped his work and glared down, waiting for Ezra to act. He had cut around about half of Ezra's hold. The heat of the Inquisitor's lightsaber was making Ezra's hand sweat. At this rate, his grip would give way before the Dark Jedi could finish cutting around his hold. Ezra's vision was blurry from his tears. He moved his hand away from his hip and wiped the tears away. He felt the Inquisitor continue to cut through the metal ledge. There was nothing Ezra could do. He was completely at the mercy of this madman. As his hope and grip weakened, he heard it. Another lightsaber. A red flash blinded Ezra. He felt the metal ledge give way, and gravity took him. The wind rushed by as his stomach lurched, and before he could scream, his demise was interrupted. 
Something hard hit him in the chest, sending him sideways in midair. He felt another lurch and a brief moment of weightlessness before he rocketed upward. His eyes were full of tears, turning the world around him into a blue, swirling blur. Then he heard a voice. Bridger, can you hear me? It was Sabine. She had caught him. (laughs) Yes, he responded. It was all he could get out with her tight grip across his abdomen. Are you hurt? She asked. He shook his head. Kanan and I were almost too late. But you weren't, he replied and coughed. Although he couldn't see her face through her helmet, he sensed that she was smiling. Yeah, well, what I mean is, you're a lucky one, Ezra. As he soared through the air in the arms of the most amazing person in the galaxy, (laughs) (laughs) he knew she was right. The end. (laughs) Yay! Woo! Oh, that was so good. Oh, I am a happy man. <laughs> that that was amazingly close to the source. Holy, holy shit. Cool. It was it was more badass though. <laughs> a little more badass. Especially I like uh, Sabine getting the Boba Fett jetpack. That's something they clearly need to do on the show. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You told me Lady good. Boba Fett, so I just completely just gave into no, that. Like you went she, for it. Yeah. Yeah. No, and and the character characterizations that you you did were like spot on. Like seriously, yes. like everybody was exactly how they are in the show. So you got a future uh, in. The Star Wars Rebels official uh, novelization. Oh, there we so. go. When those mm-hmm. become popular. I, I would read that, yeah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> there was a lot of fun stuff in here. I liked that Chopper was basically a dog. Yeah. <laughs> I think that worked out really well. Uh, you had a lot of good Star Warsy <laughs> moments, like, you know, shooting the lock to keep it closed from the stormtroopers. <laughs> Uh, the Imperial Station being just this very homogenous, endless series of doors and hallways. <laughs> That's good. Um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, really good. The only thing you were missing was uh, was anybody saying, I've got a bad feeling about this. Oh, and there was totally oh, yeah. opportunity to do that. Ah, oh, man, missed opportunity there. Much credit for making Zeb a fish bear creature. <laughs> <laughs> and especially for the line Kanan would scale me yeah oh man good I, I still uh, don't know what I entirely picture you know again I did not look up anything about this show you know I, I, I before writing nothing at all no pictures of what anybody looked like so I still don't know what this thing looks like and I'm excited to look it up because I'm picturing something hideous and I'm sure he's not that hideous yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh. During the break, Eric and I were talking about how funny this would actually be because we knew you'd take it as seriously. And Eric pointed out that as long as you keep to your extraordinarily grim and gritty <laughs> version of writing action, it would be a lot of fun. And uh, you did not disappoint. Did sir. not disappoint. I, I like that Bridger became basically a, a killer at heart, which is always what I like <laughs> in my main characters from Andrew Neil. So that was good. They're stormtroopers, Eric. Killer. They, 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 they don't yeah. deserve anything less. Anything less. <laughs> Fair. So I got to give you, uh, you know, nine out of ten Tie Fighters for this one. Ooh. Like it was really well done effort. Thank you. You know, I, I, I think for pure uh, 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 similarity to the source for, for <laughs> accuracy, uh, I'm actually going to give you a full 
uh, five out of five lightsabers. Ooh, TIE wow. fighters and lightsabers. As we all know, the lightsabers are on a, a more concentrated scale than the TIE fighters. Um, <laughs> so, But thank you, gentlemen. As, as Star Wars aficionados, it pleases me that you enjoyed this as much as you did. Um, I, I was a little worried taking it as seriously as I did, but uh, I, I don't know <laughs> if the, the level of violence on display would uh, uh, make, the, make the Disney XD... Uh, censors ha- happy or not <laughs> but uh uh it was a pleasure to write this and uh thank you all for listening uh to me tell my little star wars story and uh, we'll see you <laughs> next time on sham fiction guys i wrote a thing that was a thing and you just listened to it i mean you guys talked a little too i mean you pitched me on it you said a few things afterwards but i wrote it and i you thought did it was it. great you invented Star Wars Rebels. <laughs> Have you watched? It's been about a year since we recorded that. Have you watched Star Wars Rebels? You know, that's one of the few things that you guys have pitched to me that I have not visited oh. since then. Oh, shame. It's fantastic. Yeah, we got, watch we, that one. We got a new season that's been happening. Oh, it's, it's been so good. On. Yeah. Oh, yes. Ooh. Nothing's going to kill the Star War, Andrew. My goodness. Nothing. I was about to ask some questions about the show, but then I just realized I just heard all of that. I don't need to hear that again. So don't <laughs> exactly. tell me anything. Don't tell exactly. me. Exactly. I won't. We're good. So well, you know, you have a happy life day, right? Yeah. Everybody. Oh man, it's been we a great life day. Celebrate life day. <laughs> I don't remember how the song went. But it was set to know, there's that, an right? actual song. It was set to like the Star Wars theme, right? Oh, I don't know, Star Wars. I was saying you were mistaken to celebrate. I don't know. You mistaken the Bill Murray Star Wars song for the Life Day song? I love the Bill Murray Star Wars song. Yeah. Oh, man. So, So, in case we didn't make it clear, Life Day is a reference to the 1978 Star Wars holiday special, which infamously was terrible, only aired once, and uh, has been in the bootleg circuit for about 40 years now. Lucas famously said that he, given the time and resources, would smash every copy in existence with a hammer. That's um, amazing. And I think he's almost succeeded in that, but yet somebody out there still has, I'm guessing, like an 8mm reel of it. Oh, it's very um, easy to find. No, you, know, you, you know what it is? You know what it is, Andrew? It's called the internet. Yeah. Proliferated. What? You can't kill it now. You can't kill it? It's on the no, internet. It's it's part of the web. Well, I've guys, it. <laughs> sounds like a great way to celebrate it's not. the holiday. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't waste in, your life day on that, guys. Find that 8mm roll of film and put it on your projector. I'm sure you got a blank wall somewhere. I mean, it might be painted orange, but you know what? It'll just add a little color flavor to the proceedings. Check it out. <laughs> well... I hope this has added a little color flavor to your life day, everybody. So enjoy your life day, everybody. You know, be be kind. Rewind. If you have it on VHS, not 8 mil, you know, it all works. I still got a VCR. No, I don't. Or I'm, you could watch Star Wars Rebels, which is probably better. It's very good. All right. And there are Star Wars Rebels references in the new Star Wars movie. The Rogue One? The Rogue One. There's, what? Uh, there's a couple references. Little, little no stuff, way. Little crossover stuff. That's pretty cool. It's exciting. 
So wait, are you telling me that this Star Wars Rebel show is like canon? It's, it's canon. canonical. Yeah. Oh, it's canon. What? Time. No way. Yeah. So much Star Wars that I don't know about. You know, missing out. Uh, spend, right. spend your holiday on Wikipedia, and we'll we'll get back to it. I'm going there right now. That's how I'm going to spend my holiday. Screw you, family. I'm off on Wikipedia. And that's, <laughs> that's it for shit. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bye, everybody. Bye. bye. Sham Fiction is produced by Two Jackets Productions, which is Eric Carlson, Marcus Mann, and Andrew Neal. Special thanks to Reed Reimer for providing the music. For a full list of episodes and to read this week's fiction, visit shamfiction.com. Follow us on Twitter at shamfiction, and please, don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. Sham Fiction. Write what you don't know. <laughs> <laughs>